0: Tanner Hendrickson I'm Brandon Kylie We are very happy to go out to Bush Stadium live via the and group and Celebrity line to talk to our friend and the Cardinals insider for the athletic. She is Katie Wu joining us for a weekly hit here on BK and Ferrario Katie we appreciate the time as always. how are you doing today down at the ballpark?
1: BK Tanner coming to you live from some stairwell inside Bush <laughs> stadium so hopefully the aesthetic or the, the sounds are, are good um, the, the scene is not this like the scenery. Not great. Seen a lot of brick walls, but hopefully it sounds okay.
0: It sounds fantastic, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Uh, Katie, the big news today is the roster uh, shrinking down to 26 men. What can you tell us about what the Cardinals decided there and why they went with the moves that they did?
1: Sure. I mean, the Cardinals, uh, if you haven't heard, optioned uh, packing on back to AAA Memphis and designated Aaron Brooks for assignment. They also, in an unrelated move to the roster, sent Drew Verhagen on a rehab assignment to Memphis. He could see up to two appearances. They're trying to elongate him back to where he was before he dealt with that minor hip injury around 50, 65 pitches. Um, so whether or not that takes one outing or two, we will see. Um, but when i talking to Ollie Marble this morning, he was very clear and, and refreshingly honest about the decisions that went into optioning someone like Aaron Brooks, or I'm sorry, designating Aaron Brooks for assignment instead of optioning guys that did have options remaining, like Cody Whitley, Jake Woodford, Andre Pellante. And he said it just came down to performance. Um, he said, you know, you weigh in the options, of course, because there is. you, you do want to try to hold on to as much talent as possible and don't necessarily want to risk losing a guy because they do believe that Brooks could be successful here. But Ollie said, you know, what kind of message am I sending to the clubhouse? Uh, or to the guys competing every day if, if options are going to outweigh performance. I think Jake Woodford in the limited times we've seen him and Cody Whitley and Andre Palante have performed very well. And so for it to come down to performance and for Ollie to be able to go out and say that, I thought was um, refreshingly honest.
0: Katie, I, I would say that's the exact word that would describe the way that Ollie has talked to the media so far this year. Is just it's refreshing. Um, him explaining his decision making process going into the eighth inning with Miles Michaelis. I, I appreciated his candidness about it. I didn't think it was all that bad of a decision in the moment, frankly. But I appreciate the fact that he was open and honest about the decision that he decided to make there. And then he's been open about the decision at shortstop. And then now with this, what for you as somebody who does? This job, and you cover the team day to day. What has it been like to hear Marmol explain his decision making processes?
1: You know, I'm glad you phrased it that way because ultimately, I don't really think it matters if I agree or disagree with the decisions that are being made by the manager or by the front office or anything, but it really helps me from a reporter perspective understand the situations a little bit better when you do have someone who has been as honest as they can, who is putting great thought and detail into their answers, going outside of his way to explain things because you know, as, as much as I like to think so, I don't have all of the answers and there are things that I am wrong about. I'm going to admit that once and never again. So I hope you have that on air forever. <laughs> um, but from a reporter's perspective, it really does make things so much easier because you have the ability to kind of understand where he's coming from, where these decisions are coming from, where they're being based out of, and to have the explanation, you know, I'm not here to play gotcha necessarily if there's a, a decision that leads to, uh, you know, an egregious loss or, or something like that. But I think it's refreshing from from my standpoint and from the fan standpoint to hear some kind of honesty and some openness and at least an explanation. What I love about baseball is that it's such a complex sport that there's room for so many differing opinions. Um, And what I've really grown to to kind of take as my belief in, in baseball is I don't necessarily have to agree but if there's an explanation where you can kind of provide insight of where you're coming from, it's much easier to understand.
0: We're talking to Katie Wu Cardinals insider for the athletic. You can follow her on Twitter at Katie J Wu, and be sure to subscribe over at the athletic for all of her great work. Now the inverse of this conversation and the Cardinals deciding to send somebody down because of performance is: do you bring somebody up because of performance yeah. and Katie, from what I understand, there was some conversation once again today about Nolan Gorman, who is just tearing the cover off of the, the ball down in AAA. what did ollie Marmol have to say about him and the possibility of bringing him up in the not too distant future
1: no and you know that's a valid counter argument to make and that's why again these conversations are so helpful because if you're going to argue performance and then you see the maybe lack of performance from your two shortstop options and Paul young and munda sosa and you see tommy edmond who who by the way is woke up feeling great positive about his hips should be back in the lineup by tomorrow um and you see Nolan Gorman carrying the cover off the ball in AAA, well, you kind of start to think, what about the performance there? But, you know, in talking to Ollie this morning and talking to John Mozeliak earlier this morning as well, it's not necessarily a knee-jerk reaction they feel like they need to make when they see their top prospects performing the way that Nolan Gorman is offensively. So there's a little bit of a difference there in how they evaluate things at the major league level Versus a top prospect that when he comes up is expected to play every day. In a phone call with Mo this morning, he said that when Gorman gets to the major leagues, he expects Gorman to see every at-bat against right-handed pitching. So it's not necessarily when they call up Gorman, and this is not to discredit the guys like Lars Newborn and Brendan Donovan, who are called up and, and sent back down accordingly based on fill-in positions in need. When Nolan Gorman is called up, he's expected to stay. He's expected to be a main staple in that lineup, whether it's at the, at the DH or at second base every single day. So the offense, of course, looks great. And when, if you're evaluating strictly on offense, it can be easy to say, well, Paul DeYoung is slumping, and Nolan Gorman's ripping the ball. Why not make the switch? But, of course, it doesn't work that way. The Cardinals, as you know, most Cardinals fans know, their biggest value, their biggest trait is their defense. And now it's kind of weighing, at what point is it a big enough sample size for Paul DeYoung to justify maybe moving Tommy M in the shortstop and bringing up Nolan Gorman? And also, what are you losing defensively in doing that? Because as we all know, Nolan Gorman's only been playing second base for about 18 months. There is a, an adjustment period both offensively and defensively at the major leagues. Is he ready for that defensive, uh, that defensive ability? What do the Cardinals lose defensively in doing that? So there's a lot of weighing parts here where I don't necessarily think it's fair to evaluate just on offensive performance in that regard. And I think that's what's being communicated from the front office and from the manager as well.
0: And, Katie, the other thing with the Nolan Gorman conversation is him from the left side could help against right-handed pitching. And I we're about a month-plus into the season, so I like to look at some trends. And offensively, the Cardinals are middle of the pack in average and on base against right-handed pitching, and they're bottom 10 in slugging and OPS. Do you think that's a trend to keep an eye on, or do you think it's just kind of the first month it's still not that warm outside? Is that part of the struggles against right-handed pitching for the Cardinals' offense?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. and You know, I'm not huge on... April reactions, but I do obviously understand that every game is important, right? And You can't just write off a month of the season, or in this case, three weeks, based on the the delayed start time, um, because it's early, right? But it is early, and these numbers fluctuate so often because of how little games are played. Remember, this is a 162-game season. We still have five more months of baseball. So, yes, those are trends to keep an eye on. I'm also not discrediting that the offense against right-handed pitching needs to be better, that the power numbers need to be better. But again, it is early. I usually like to kind of do my first evaluation of all staff around mid-May because you have about six weeks, uh, to kind of build trends, see what's developing, see what needs to, see what kind of concerns are developing there. Um, so to answer your question, Tanner, both.
0: Katie, are you sensing more urgency around Paul DeYoung than we have heard in the past? Because I I heard the John Mosella quote over the weekend. I think he was talking with Valley Sports Midwest, and he said, hey, eventually you've got to be able to produce. And I've heard Mo talk about DeYoung in the past, and it hasn't sounded quite like that. Are you sensing more urgency there, or is that me reading into something that's not?
1: No, I I think there's a little bit more urgency, and it's not just from Mo. It's also from Ollie. It's also from Paul himself. I mean, this is a guy that knows, at some point, the excuses stop, and I'm not. I'm not saying what Paul has been through in the past years is an excuse. I think they're very valid. I mean, the the COVID season in 2020 that was hard for everybody. When you look at 2021, he's playing with a, a broken rib, right? Like these are all things that really take a place on you performance physically. 2022 he's healthy he had a great spring he feels like he's in a great spot i think the cardinals will grant him a longer leash just because he's been here and because he has such a clubhouse presence and they want him to be successful the cardinals are at their best and they have a slugging Paul De because i i really feel like we overlooked Paul De defense i think it's definitely top half or the top half of the league um but there is urgency right because this is a results based business and we've seen Ollie really emphasize performance and we've seen the front office kind of hint in interviews, like, hey, you have, I don't really think there's an X amount of time for Paul Young to figure it out, but it's certainly like, they, it's not like years before when they didn't really have a valid option behind him. So again, I would, I would expect to see Paul Young getting most of the starts over the next couple of weeks. And if he turns it on, it's a different conversation. If he doesn't turn it on, we're probably going to be talking about Nolan Gorman a lot.
0: The last thing that I've got for Katie Wu, our Cardinals insider of The Athletic, you can follow her on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. Katie, I've been really impressed by what we've seen so far this year from Andrew Kisner. He looks really comfortable at the plate, and I would say comfortable is the word that I would just just use to describe him in general, uh, whether that be us talking to him in the clubhouse or the way that he has approached the game. Uh, What have you seen from him this year that looks different to you, if there's anything in particular that stood out?
1: I think it's the confidence, and this is a really good question um, because I think it just kind of ties into what consistent playing time can bring to you. I think with Andrew Kisner, you're seeing someone who's comfortable because he is getting in like multi-game reps. He has seen consistent at bats. He has seen consistent pitch calling, and he's quite good at those things. He's convicted in, in his talent, and you're seeing more and more confidence. Like I think yesterday, for example, throws a runner caught stealing a first top half of the first And he was pumped up about it. And before, I don't necessarily think it's a guarantee that Kisner gets that guy or even feels comfortable in attempting that throw, right? But that's what you see from someone who is getting consistent reps, who is seeing the field more often. The swings obviously look better. The plate approach looks much better. I think you're just seeing an overall more comfortable Andrew Kisner. And I've said this before with you guys. I don't think when you're looking at his offensive stats from last year, it's a fair indictment on who he is as a player and what he can do. Um, I think you're going to continue seeing more of the Andrew Kisner, the Cardinals play that they have based on how comfortable he is, which of course comes with consistent playing time, which is something he has not had um, as Yadier Molina's backup for pretty much his entire career. So that's one good thing that I think has, has emerged early in April is that the Cardinals do have some depth from Kisner. And um, it's been interesting and and fun to watch to see his confidence grow as he gets more comfortable with consistent playing time.
0: She's Katie Wu. Find her work over at The Athletic. Hopefully she's okay in that stairwell as there are doors that are slamming just everywhere around her currently.
1: Everywhere. I have have no idea where a quiet spot in this ballpark is. I don't think it exists, but we'll find out.
0: (laughs) Katie, we appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the game today.
1: Thanks, guys. Have a great one. You
0: got it. This is Katie Wu joining us here on 101 ESPN for a weekly spot here on BK and Ferrari. Like I said, find her work over at The Athletic. Be sure sure to subscribe. You get all of her work, all of JR's work as well.